Bergstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I think a preseason game is hard to get too excited about or too frustrated about as well. So preseason is, is a different style. We're trying to do as, as good of a job as we can evaluating the guys that we have on the roster. Um, and so you're going you're gonna to do some different things. And so we want to make sure that we're able to do that. Now, it's still important that we, we follow our, our principles and see that play style. That's what, you know, we want to make sure that that is evident on the tape. Uh, that better be evident on the tape, the way we're firing off the football, taking care of the football and the way that we finish. We want to do that better than anybody in the world. So that better be what we see in uh, first week. Better than anybody in the world. All right, cool. Although I would say that there are many Bears fans over the years from whom we have heard who would tell Luke Getze, it's not hard to get too excited or too frustrated over a preseason game. In fact, it's incredibly easy, and it's been done often. Now, we probably know better to, to and, can, and, and put in the, the, uh, the restrictor plate on the emotions because it's not real. Right. It's just a practice, but they are tackling to the ground. They are. So... I was talking with Weeder about this. I, I did the Take the North podcast yesterday. I took the podcast, and I'm never giving it back to David Haw when he gets back off of vacation. Wow. But we were having a good time discussing like what it's like. And, you know, I say this every year. We go through this as football fans. You go, okay, what's the, the, the first, like, alarm that goes off for football? We're like, oh, yeah. The Hall of Fame game is coming up. And you turn that on for a minute, and you go, oh, it's guys in helmets. And they're, like, playing football, and they're tackling to the ground. And you go, I don't want to watch any more of this because I don't care about any of these guys. You have the Hall of Fame ceremony. Hard Knocks comes back. You're like, okay, now we're getting closer. We're seeing some of these stories that are going on in a particular camp. Then your team's preseason games start. And you'll obviously pay more attention to that. But this is this is how I do preseason games, okay? I watch the first quarter live if the quarterback is playing. And then I hit the record button. Because what I'm not going to do is sit there for three hours with commercials and watch a preseason game. Right. I'll come back to it. Probably Saturday, late Saturday night, if the baseball isn't interesting, or early Sunday morning before I start doing whatever it is that I'm going to do Sunday, and watch the rest of it in fast forward. And I can just like, oh, okay, I can. here's a note on this guy, or this guy, or this guy. I think that's the way to do it. I think it's fun. I think it's, it's fun to, to see the guys like come out of the tunnel in uniform, to see the rookies that you're going to... Be paying, but but then you can just go record. All right, here are my picks. I'm going to give you three picks in no particular order. I'm just going to get three names who I think are vying for this week's Ken Mastroli Award. Okay, okay. Wide receiver Doris Fountain. Mark the tape, Riles. That's one. Number two is going to be free safety Adrian Colbert. Okay. See him making a big hit? I'm, or or, or a, a, a tipped interception that's run in for a touchdown. 
And my third pick is going to be rookie running back. Now, he's not a rookie, actually. I think they first signed year away from player. The, first year player. No, from the Seahawks, Travis Homer. It's I'm going to go with Travis Homer. Okay. Doris Fountain, Adrian Colbert, Travis Homer. Now, Travis Homer's like a vet, though. Yeah, I know. Like, he's, he's making the team. He's going to play. Can He's the fourth running back. Can Roshan Johnson win the award? Sure. But he's he's the third running back. I mean, you can't really play Roshan Johnson in this game. That's Roshan Johnson. I Is it Roshan or Roshan? I think it's a schwa sound. I think sure it's, it's Roshan. I, th- I thought it was just Roshan. Well, I mean, when we get him on the show. Yes. Anytime now. Any segment. <laughs> next can, segment. Expect it. We can, we can ask he him. He's, he's, he's just waiting. They're going to bring the phone right up to him, and he's going to join us. We can ask him what the deal is and whether or not we can talk about him. So are you saying Travis Homer shouldn't be eligible for the Mistroli? I think I, he should guess, be eligible. I guess I need clarification on what the what the award qualifications are. The qualification is the 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 of outstanding performance, with, graded by meaninglessness of the game, and and it can't be a star. So like, right? It it can't be Justin Fields. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to give this award to Darnell Mooney. I guess yes. So I I got that point. But I guess I was more thinking like meaningless player that probably won't make the roster, but had outstanding performance in a preseason game. I but, don't know that it's guaranteed that Travis Homer makes the I roster. I guess it's probably not. I'd never heard I, of him until they signed him. He was like a, a he got a lot of playing time in Seattle. Like he's a guy, okay. a, not, not a guy guy, but he's a, a NFL player that can be on an NFL roster and not be terrible. There's an endorser. You should be his agent. That's the endorsement of <laughs> Travis Homer right there. Yep. Okay. Well, I if if he's eligible, I'm going to take him because because I think you got to protect Rashawn Johnson at all costs. Well, no, he's yeah, he's gonna, he's going to be on the sideline jersey, mm-hmm. maybe not not a helmet. Yeah, yep. he can't play. Earpiece in, cheering everybody on. Clipboard, bucket hat. Did did Ray leave the studio to go look at Jessica? Alba no, again? he's right there. Oh, okay, I couldn't see him. Which team outlawed bucket hats? Someone outlawed bucket hats. Yes. Some was it EPMD. No, obviously not. Some coach, I want to say, said he didn't want guys. He didn't think it was football-y enough. It's, it, that's a camp hat. I know. Bucket hats during the, the regular season, you're not going to see guys Sean doing Payton, that. Sean Payton did it. Thank you, 815-er. Sean Payton outlawed bucket hats. So, but visors a, are okay? Well, I see. One year, do you remember the year where all the Bears coaches looked like railroad workers? Like they had these big sort of straw sun hats on? That that was the. Do you remember that? That's the sound of the man uh. working on a chain. Uh. That's, that's not oh, what they're doing. You know. That's a different sound, and that's not what they're doing. <laughs> but but the, remember that year? I think it was Clarence Brooks was the defensive line coach that year, and they were all wearing like like the like my mom's gardening hat. I, like these big. They looked. I mean, I'm sure they really did the job. But big wide straw sun hats. Look. I haven't checked the forecast, and I think there's. It's probably rainy a little bit tomorrow. But no, I don't think so. I think it's done sunny. Today. I think so. Okay. Well, if you're going to be on a sideline for three and a half hours in the sun, mm-hmm. you should have a bucket hat if you're not playing. Oh, I love the bucket hats. I like fishing hats. You should have long sleeves and bucket hat on. Protect yourself from the sun. Got 83 and sunny in the city tomorrow. 83. Perfect. Perfect. So, Put your bucket hat on and go stand on the sidelines. Or did you see Kirk Cousins last night? 
What's he doing? 83. Kurt, there's a picture of Kirk Cousins last night. You know, their first preseason game was last night. He's in a helmet and his uniform, but not shoulder pads. It was so strange. And I get it. Shoulder pads are uncomfortable, and that's why that's, you see guys. They're always pulling on, on the front, on the collarbone part, because they hurt. But my whole thing is, just wear a cap. Like, if you're not playing, I got to find you the picture because it's kind of hilarious. Because someone said he looks like a kid dressing up as Kirk Cousins for Halloween. Why not? You need to watch the quarterback show. He's interesting and strange. We know that. And he's he also has numbers that belie his actual quality of play. Let me see. People forget that those aren't their actual shoulders. That, that, that's, I mean. Shout out to Don Van Atta for tweeting that out. He caught it last night. All right. I'm not mad at guys like that. I mean, this is. Or, or I'm your not guy mad Nathan, either, you know? but I'm just saying wear a cap. Or like, your, you don't need. Why is your helmet on? You don't need your helmet. Well, I guess. Okay. He's listening, right? Is that what it is? You put the earpiece in. He's listening. Exactly. With a ball cap with a ball on. ball cap on. But maybe he's trying to test the technology or something. I know in hockey there's a rule that even if you're out and out of uniform, if you're on the bench, you have to have a helmet on because you can get hit in the head by a puck at any time. Yeah, it's flying pucks. Right. Or maybe he's worried about flying debris or footballs or something. Maybe he just he's just at an abundance of caution. Maybe he always has a helmet on. Maybe, no. Maybe no, he I, wears I, it at home. I did learn that in the, the quarterback show that he doesn't always wear a helmet. Okay. But... And by the way, helmets, you talk about shoulder pads hurting, a properly fitted helmet. Have you ever worn yes. an NFL helmet? Yes. And they've gotten a little. It squeezes it, your it, head. It, it hurts. And, and they've gotten a little bit lighter as overall weight. But I remember my, my cousin was at a charity auction and he bought a Jim Flanagan game-worn helmet. Good old number 99. Good old number 99 is right. And it was a Jim Flanagan game-worn helmet. And it happened to fit me well enough. But it's so heavy. Yes. Like when they say a guy carries his pads well, the difference between somebody running around at a combine without that stuff on and with, and what that, when somebody's wearing that much armor, how it changes the way they move, you know, it, it is, it is wild. And that's why when guys take off their helmets sometimes on the field and you see like, well, why is he all red? Because he's got why, indentations. Yeah. Why is his forehead all like livid? Well, that's because yeah. Peyton Manning has a giant head. No, it's like a lot of guys. Those the really well fit helmets are crazy tight. So, um, just a quick little note that you might find interesting from the world of sports media. Diana Rossini is leaving ESPN to be the Athletics' top NFL insider. Wow, I I didn't know the Athletic was hiring. Wow, yeah, that's a big get. Here's the interesting I wonder, part. So, and she'll be based in New York, and I imagine doing a lot of stuff for the New York Times. I wonder if that's a New York Times thing, as they've been responding to outsourcing their desk. Here's what I think is super interesting, if this is true. According to Marshan, ESPN offered, to, offered a raise for her to stay, and she chose to go to The Athletic. 
there has to be some TV involved. I, I, there's there's got to be more to the deal than just being. I, yeah, I, I would guess play. they're probably. I would bet you they're going to like develop a podcast for like that sort of thing. Or is she going to be on the same level as Schefter and Rappaport now? I mean, because they don't really have she's a she, Shams level type. She's really good, but she's going to have to bust it to get. I mean, Schefter's got the NFL pretty much on lock, but why not bring on the competition? And she's got a lot of sources. The crazy thing is the embedded video inside the New York Post is uh, football night in Chicago. And on the rundown is like, next up, Jason Goff. Uh, 